Good morning, SABC. It's so good to be together again, even though we're apart. And anyone else who's watching online, it's wonderful to have you uh, viewing with us as well. Well, this morning, I want to talk about living our identity as sons and daughters of God, because that's who we actually are. At our first lockdown prayer time, one of the staff, Don, had a vision of a big stopwatch and a big hand coming down and pushing reset on the stopwatch. And what we felt was that God was saying, this is what he's doing in lockdown. Behind the scenes, God is resetting people's lives, Christians' lives right across the planet and elevating lordship, placing Jesus back in the very center of our lives. Because we've all been getting really serious and really real with Jesus as Lord and saying to him, Lord, we, we are sheltering under the lordship of your wings, the protection of your wings with all the confidence and faith that that brings. So I've also been sensing that God wants me to come back and speak some more into a series that I began on Ephesians in 2018. Because Ephesians just paints such a fuller understanding of who we actually are in Christ. Each chapter goes into detail of what it means to be sons and daughters. And it tells us that we've got great authority and great privilege, but it came at tremendous cost to Jesus himself. But he's granted us special position as loved and graced and favored sons and daughters. Let me read you the first three verses, starting in, in, in uh, chapter one, verse three. It says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. Wow. By bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. See, it's constantly coming back to we're in Christ, we're in Christ, we're in Christ. And this is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he's poured out on us who belong to his dear son. Wow. We've been made to be part of God's family. That means you and I, if we've accepted Christ into our hearts, we've become sons and daughters, graced and blessed and favored. And it's all information that the human race had stolen from them right back in the beginning with Adam and Eve, when, when Eve um, and Adam sinned. And most people base their identity, who they are, on what they do for a career, what their job is, or their accomplishments, or what school they went to. And some people base their self-worth or their identity or their image on how many likes they have on social media. And that's great in good times. It works. You can feel good about yourself. But success can change. Who we are or who are we if we fail or if we grow old or if we're not needed and perhaps made it redundant. You see, we have this false identity, a made-up one. But the lockdown has been a time of decluttering. It's one of the words that God's brought to me. 
decluttering. I'll guarantee that you've been decluttering things around your house or wherever you're living, your garage, your section, or if you're younger, you've probably been decluttering your bedroom so you can get gaming a bit easier and get to the where the, where the computer is. Well, I think that behind the scenes, God's been decluttering us, whether we've been aware of it or not. Things that we thought were super important a month ago, maybe aren't even seen in that way now. Goals we've been chasing, maybe they're less important to us now. And there's been reprioritizing going on. Many people have seen the importance of family rise and the importance of exercise for their health rise. And we've been asking ourselves, have I actually been living in balance? You know, should I and can I run as fast as I have been running when we come out of level three, down to level two and even get back to normal life? You know, there's more to life than a career, good as it is. There's more to life than chasing money and wanting to be liked and admired. So I want to I want to just say to you, let God declutter you, because it's actually a key to living as a son and a daughter of God. Our heads have to be decluttered so that we begin to realize the importance of going after knowing our true identity as God's kids. You know, I felt the Lord talking to me about two ladders to climb in life. And the first ladder is this. We definitely should be climbing the ladder of wanting to have a successful life, even an influential life. And success grows in decades. Older you get, the more you can see in these periods of 10 years and another 10 years that success can grow to the point where you have a really significant life where your life becomes more about others than it is even about yourself. But I want to speak to young people and say to you, COVID-19 is not the end of the world or the end of your future. You know, it's been very easy to become uh, uh, fearful especially as we have to walk two meters around people on the path. And when we go to the supermarket, we're all worried whether there's some germs there that might give us COVID-19, you know. And now we've got this thing of the recession. What's going to happen? Will there be a really deep recession? And young people, don't give up and say, there's nothing you can do. I'll never fulfill my dreams. Because that's not what the Bible says. Ephesians tells me, that we've got the maker of the universe on our team. And that's because we're in his team called In Christ. So we've got favor and resource and wisdom that others in the world don't have working for us. We serve a multiplying, door-opening God who loves us so completely. He is going to do good things in your life. Let me remind you too that fear is not God's tool. It's the enemy's tool. God's plan is favor. He replaces fear with favor. So young person, I want to say to you, you've got a future. There are jobs for you. So continue training and equipping yourself because you actually have to be ready and prepared when God's opportunity knocks on your door to set you up for a great life and a great next season. And I really want to say this to you. Don't be like many in my generation. I, I, I became a Christian in the 70s, 1972, so 70s and 80s. And the preaching back then and the understanding back then was that Jesus was coming back 
very, very, very soon. The world was going to end at one stage by 1984. That's what prophets were, were saying. I, I mean, don't mean Christian prophets so much as just in general. The planets were going to align and that, that would um, somehow throw the Earth's orbit out of uh, tilt and it would only need a small amount and all these uh, cataclysmic things were being said were going to happen. And you know, many young people dropped out of uni at that point and they missed careers that were in their heart from God to be able to do and the opportunity to be able to live a really significant life and make a difference was dropped from them because they put their dreams on hold and they thought there's no point. Some people in my generation even gave up the desire to be, have children and didn't have children when they would have liked to because they thought the end of the world was just around the, the corner. So young person, you might be anxious, but the Bible says to young and old, cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So let me take it even further. You will be able to marry. You will be able to get ahead. And reset under Jesus' lordship may mean you become even more focused on your career path and success for your life. But there's also another ladder, a second ladder, that all of us need to climb at the same time. And it's the ladder of finding out what your birthright as sons and daughters of God is. And that's where Ephesians comes in. Because that's what Ephesians is teaching about. You know, it says we are in Christ. How about this? You've been chosen by the creator of the world. And you've been brought into him. And here's the thought for you. God does not include any unholy, sinful messes into Jesus Christ. That would be to destroy the holiness of Christ. He's made you and me, if we've accepted Christ into our life, we've asked for forgiveness of sin and we've invited him to become the Lord of our lives. He's made us perfect through the cross. Look, wherever you are, just turn to the person next to you and tell them you're perfect in Christ. And that means that at our core right now, we are not who we were before we came to Christ. Just as Adam and Eve didn't understand, they had little understanding of what they were unleashing on the world for sin and for evil and for trouble. So we too, as we come to Christ, have little understanding of what being born again has actually done in our lives. We're more than just forgiven. We've received a new nature. It's like a new operating system in the computer. We've got an upgrade. It's a fantastic upgrade. It's a holy one. It's a righteous one. All the bad stuff has been forgiven when we come to Jesus. And I love this. We get to live light on the planet. Not controlled by our past mistakes. And he takes away all the shame and all the guilt and all the regret. And you know, when that truth gets deep into us, you'll never again view yourself as less than. We are in Christ. And he says to us that we've been adopted into his family. And he said, actually, that was predestined from before the universe even began. And here's the good thought in this. Adopted kids inherit. 
And it's actually a Roman concept. The Jews didn't didn't adopt, but in, in Rome they did. And, and it was complete it is completely legal. And it means that someone who's not born in the natural bloodline can inherit everything, or at least their their portion. Several Caesars passed on the mantle to adopted children. Julius Caesar, for example, he had two biological children, but the mantle of Caesar was given to the adopted one, his great nephew, Octavian. And friends, we're not adopted into last place. Everyone else gets more than we get. We're adopted into second place behind Jesus Christ. It's incredible, absolutely incredible. And this truth messes with our image of God being harsh and judgmental, uh, a judgmental father. This truth opens up God being daddy. My wife likes to say papa when she prays to him. Now I love my kids, got three great kids. I, I try in every way to encourage them and to bless their lives. But I'm now a grandfather of a little three-month-old called Wolf. He's Wolf Alexander Coleman, and I call him Wolfie. And he's gonna call me Pops. You know, there's no way that he'll grow up thinking I'm a harsh, judgmental grandfather or, or the, uh, to him because pops just can't do that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a word of love. And that's what God the Father invites us. Jesus has shown us that God the Father invites us to call him Daddy. Daddy. It's amazing. He loves us so much he adopts us. And he invites you and me to call him Daddy. And the third and last thing I just want to talk about for a moment is that the scripture there says that we're blessed. And I like to say, blessed just because. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, in Christ. You know, verses 3 to 12, if you get your Bible out after you've listened to me and have a look at it, from verse 3 to verse 12 is one sentence in the Greek. In other words, Paul started saying, you're blessed in this way, and then you're blessed in that way, and also you're blessed here, and you're blessed there too. And he just got so carried away, he just kept writing and writing and writing. Have a go and see if you can say verses 3 to 12 in one breath. Because that's what Paul was trying to show, how blessed we actually are. And our identity is that we're blessed because of God's desire to be true to who he is as a blessing God. We're not blessed because of anything we've done, because of anything, any way we've proved that we're worthy and, and we're, we've earned anything. None of that. At all. It's just God's desire to be true to who he is. So you've got a future, young and old people listening to me, because he is the one who blesses us. He's the generous one. So all of us can walk forward confidently into the future because we're blessed just because. You know, imagine going to the most influential and critical audience that you could imagine. You're invited to go before them. Maybe it's to the um, uh, Grammy Awards as a speaker or to Buckingham Palace to meet the Queen or maybe you're chosen to speak at your school graduation and, or to present a paper at work and you, you go home and you're kind of oh, at the knees and, and you examine yourself to see whether you're worthy and whether you're qualified and what on earth will you wear? You know, if you have to trust the old image of yourself to give yourself confidence, 
How do you feel? We all know we're not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough. There's always someone more eloquent, someone more beautiful. But if you learn to know and rely on being God's son or God's daughter, everything is different. You know, the world wants to tell Christians to shut up, just be quiet, go away. And God wants to tell Christians to speak up, to rise up, to live up. He's the Lord. And he wants you and me to become more and more like him, image bearers, as we were created to be. So reset means Jesus is Lord. Reset means he's decluttering our thinking. So we've got a better life balance. And young people, you have a future. Christ holds that future for you. So keep preparing yourself. And believe so you can step into those opportunities that are out there ahead of you. And every one of us, let's set a course to go after these truths and allow them to define who you actually are. I've got three questions for you to think about with, or maybe to talk with someone around you in your bubble or on the phone. First one's this. What part of your pre-lockdown life needed to be decluttered? The second question is, what preparation can you undertake to ready you for, go for the God-given opportunities that will be there in your future? And the third question is, what part of your true image has stood out most to you today? Why don't you share that with someone, even if you need to be on the phone to do so? Well, God bless you, church. Seb, uh, uh, the youth pastor at the church here at SABC, is going to be sharing his story of how he came to find Jesus Christ. So you're going to really enjoy it. Just sit back and listen. God bless.